it like it is program. And I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And I'm here, we're here to provoke you to think about the word of God, about the history of God, about uh, the things, the traditions. We're here to break down, we're here to uh, open up traditions that people have just walked in forever. And I want you to share this. I want you to invite your friends, your family, your enemies, and all those other kind of people to join us because uh, my, my guest, my friend, uh, Apostle Barry Cook is going to be with me for a number of weeks. And he's going to open up so many different things for you. And uh, without any further telling you about him, he's, he's, a doc, he's an apostle. He's a doctor in theology and has a number of different things and whatever it is. The boy is bright. The boy is brilliant. Okay. And uh, I'm just happy to be here with this young man today. So a welcome, Apostle Barry. Praise God. It's always good to be here. I don't okay, know. we can see him soon. Uh, you'll come on. There you go. Yeah, we'll be on soon. I'm here. I'm in the background. <laughs> you know, man, I am looking forward to this. And, and I know that we have, uh, I just saw the uh, the uh, clip that say and advertising the meeting. And it says, we'll talk about the kingdom of God and that kind of stuff. But we've been talking about kind of um, linking on to where we left off first and then um, moving on from there. And it is kingdom life, I guess, you know, <laughs> just uh, may not be uh, what uh, some folks would, but I think it'll help because there's so many mindsets and beliefs about ministry, and I know that uh, we kind of wanted to tackle around one today. And so I'm just going to start right off with something, and can a woman be an apostle? And let's kind of move through that one and, and talk about the subject. And, and, and we'll move past it. So if that's a little sensitive for some people, there's better things coming. Like Bishop Ash used to say, there's another bus coming. Just hang on. 15 minutes, another will be coming by. <laughs> Remember, this is still telling it like it is. And we're here to provoke people. So we do it like it is. We do it like it is. So you be you. Amen. You be Amen. you. All right. Well, let me just start out from my heart here and just say, you know, Ephesians uh uh, uh, 4, 9 through 16, Paul tells us that, that that Christ ascended on high, you know, and it says that he gave gifts to men. We know this. And, and these gifts commonly spoken of as fivefold ascension gifts, ministries, because they were given um, after his ascension. So people say, well, there are apostles. Well, there's only 12 apostles of the Lamb, but there was, you know, 25, 27 people named in the New Testament that were post-ascension apostles. Um, you know, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, pastors, whatever you want to call them, teachers, um, you know, but then the question comes up, can a woman be an apostle prophet? What about the contrary contrasting scriptures? And, and what do we know? So all I'm going to do is just give you some thoughts to provoke you in those areas to, to, to realize that there could be other possibilities that we've been locked into by religion you know, on purpose for various reasons. But in a Pentecostal church world, a general accepted view is, is that all fivefold ascension gifts are, are elders by reason of their calling, uh, while not all elders are fivefold ascension gift ministries. Um, and that's because the New Testament structure was people followed the way, they became believers, um, they became disciples, uh, the disciples would then um, 
you know, by their giftings, their callings and their character, they were, you know, given positions to help oversee the needs of the church and the body. That's what we call deacons. And then from those deacons, elders came up through it. So that was kind of their Bible schools of sorts. And, you know, that was their ministry training kind of thing. Then elders, those people became ruling elders. They showed they had leadership. They showed their ability to balance their home, their life, their character, as well as they were gifted in an area. Um, that doesn't mean they felt like they should take over the church, but they felt a calling to leadership and to church leadership. I mean, there are people that fill that calling. And so they were willing to learn and grow and be discipled into that place. Out of those people called elders came apostles. So we make, you know, and, and, and these elder and bishop was an interchangeable word in the Bible. So I know we use a bishop as an exceeded position, but and later on, you know, in one of the councils from the Catholic Church, they decided that bishops are the guys who are over other churches. In the New Testament, they called those apostles. <laughs> and it just kind of, you know, some people say it's a play on words, but it's not. It's a function. It's a function. So, I mean, you can be in a, you can be titled as a bishop and be an apostle, but just because you're titled as a bishop doesn't mean you're an apostle, even if you're over churches. I know plenty of guys, general overseers, you want to call them in one denomination, another call them general superintendent, another one calls them bishops, whatever the case may be. They don't have any contact. And when they do with the churches, they, they don't even speak into them. They'll let them crumble right underneath the nose and never say a word about it. Be a dead church. They'll not go in and help or send any teams in to help the church get some life in it, shut it down and get another pastor and whatever they need to do because they're on a mission from God. This ain't la-la land, candy land, just snapping their heels together. And I hope something happens today. You know, they were on a mission from God. It was clear to them what they were doing, not this, you know, well, we'll try this or whatever, you know, but the problem is, is some hold only that fivefold ascension gifts uh, ministries are elders and that there are no elders apart from them. And of course, this isn't true either. Just because you're an elder doesn't mean you have the biggest gift in the house or the, you know, the big, I remember growing up sometimes where they would say, you know, I'd say, well, where do we have prophets? I remember as a young kid in the church and the, and the, the, gen, the, the guy in charge, I won't use the title, you'll know it, figure out who I'm talking about. But the, the guy in charge of all the churches was in town that day. And I was, I was with him and I, and, and I asked him that question and, um, you know, his response to the whole situation was he didn't, he didn't have a clue. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't. He's like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really, well, the pastor's the prophet, you know, he's, he's the evangelist, the prophet, he's everything. That's just go to him. And I was like, okay, he's not the right person to ask. Even if he, oh, he had a big title. He didn't know he had a title. He was a businessman and not a Jesus man. But anyway, um, uh, maybe a name, but not an action. So can a woman be an apostle? And if a woman can be an apostle, then can a, uh, then a woman can be an elder because she couldn't be an apostle unless she had become a deacon and an elder, a deaconess and then an elder. Uh, uh, Paul was an apostle and also speaks of himself um, as an elder, you know, like First Peter uh, 5, I believe it is. And John was an apostle and speaks of himself as an elder. And that's um, 2 John 1, I think, and 3 John 1. Um, and Paul speaks of Junia, and, and I talk about this, a lot of people talk about as being as a note, noted among the apostles, noted among the apostles, Romans 16, 7. 
And some expositors hold that Junia is a masculine name. You know, some hold it's feminine. Um, uh, Paul in Romans 16 mentions the names of about 10 women and 19 men. <laughs> he mentions Priscilla and Aquila, who were husband and wife team in ministry in house church. Um, he mentions Junia and Adronicus as being of note among the apostles. Both were in Christ before Paul <laughs> and had an experienced imprisonment at the same time as Paul for preaching the gospel. And so these were people who had actually seen Christ. Paul didn't even see Christ. So, but they were incorporated and noted as apostles by a Paul because they were already doing the work and were already recognized as an apostle. So, you know, there's several different uh, people that have said things along the line. And I, I just, I thought some of this might be interesting. So I'll bounce off some of these. And I, um, if you know uh, Miss Booth in the Salvation Army, you know, General Booth and his wife there, um, you know, she talks about female ministry a lot. And so did he. And um, she says, salute Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles who are also in Christ before me. So Paul, Paul recognized and when I said that, someone sent me a text and said, are you sure that it was beforehand? And I'm like, I thought, let me read the quote. Let me just read the quote. Okay, that's Romans 16, 7. That's the Bible, by the way. So I always think that's like when people say to me, they send me a message and they say, where are you from? And I'm like, you're in my message box. Didn't you look at my page? Like, go look at it. You know, you don't want to know that. You're trying to, you're trying to do something else. Anyway, the word kinsman. One would take Junia to have been a man, but 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 Christian Rome and Theopolis, uh, who were both Greeks and consequently knew their mother tongue better than the translators, they knew Junia was a woman. So if you read the majority of the early church fathers in commenting on this, they always refer to her and the woman. <laughs> So there wasn't a quite, I say this because there's people say, oh no, my pastor told me that was a male and that that's wrong to interpret it that way. I'm like, well, your pastor needs to do some study because it ain't real hard here. You know, you can start with Google, but there's plenty of ways to look stuff up. It, you know, there is also reference to women apostles in Romans 67. Paul writes, salute Andronicus and Junia, because he's trying to say that, that these women, I mean, let me, let me just give you this, this here. He said, um, in Christendom, he said, but the woman Junia has done so much work apostolically in this area and abroad that she must be recognized truly for who she is and what she has done and her many followers that have been raised up to go forward and plant churches, both men and women. Well, you can't argue with that stuff. So I'm saying you say what you want to, but you need to study, you know? and get off YouTube and study, you know, <laughs> YouTube's not where you, you got a 20 year old and they're telling you about the Bible and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I'm arguing on Lord Jesus. And you, Lord help us. Anyway, um, in Don Williams book, and this is something else that stuck out to me in the author of, uh, it was Paul and Women, and by the way, it was the name of his book. And he, he talks about that portion of scripture and he said, some people feel it's unresolved. And he goes on to say, but when you look at the original language and its use, you clearly see that the scripture says they are of note. And that's an important phrase because it's telling you 
that these are people that are esteemed as the leaders in the community. It doesn't just mean, well, we just want to thank, you know, Lily for bringing the flowers today. And we want to thank Michael for being on time. And that was good coffee, brother. That ain't what he's talking about. He's saying, I want you to tell those leaders they're doing a good job. And I want you to thank them for their apostolic oversight in the region and their expansion of the gospel. So he's saying those who are of note, those who you've seen, and it's obvious that they're multiplying. So she was doing the work and everybody around it knew it. We the ones that don't know it. We're up here arguing about something. That, that's it's really a waste of time to do so. You know, and 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 I just want to say this can go on and on in scripture, and and there's so much, but Junia was a common female name. And it wasn't changed till Junius till later on, but it's still, if you look it up in your own Bible, it makes it clear that it is Junia. Now, listen, we get down to prophecy. Now, it's just about an, an apostolic. So let me just say this in closing on that, that Junia was recognized among the apostles in the early church. <laughs> it, 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 in the early church had for that, they had Deborah, you know, as senior judge, mother in Israel. They had Miriam as a prophetic leader under Moses, Hudel, a prophetic leader under King uh, Josiah, I believe it was. And so then we, we, asked, we asked the question, can a woman be a prophet? I think most people have come to grips with that now. It used to be an issue, but I don't think that's an issue anymore. You know, like I say, I just named Miriam, Deborah, Hulda, Isaiah's wife was a prophetess. Anna was a prophetess. There was prophetesses. You know, Stephen had daughters that were prophets, seven of them, matter of fact, who were all recognized prof prophetic voices. So we know that women can speak. <laughs> We that's so uh, we're leading up to that text because all this information just piles it on that that it's never been an issue uh, until the church tried to get a hold of things and cut things out, change things around, and maneuver some things. And Doctor B, if you want to speak, you just got to tell me because you keep telling me just keep on going, and I got more to say. So <laughs> I definitely want you to tell the people why. I know you're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there was true and false prophetesses, and the Bible speaks of it. It says there was true and false ones. I'm, that's just my point. And it's talking about prophetesses. The scripture says that word. I know, I know there was a comment about, you know, well, there's not prophet. Why can't we all just be prophets? Because the scripture says prophetesses. It was recognizing the female gender. It wasn't saying one was better than the other, and they were equal. It's prophet, prophetess. You know, and uh, and th and then other times, or sometimes the word prophet is used, and it's genderless. But you got it. You're not gonna find that. I know. All, I love all these new translations, but I'm just saying you got to have one you can look words up and you can look phrases up to see, and then go back to your Bible and say, now this one says it like this, but here's what it says in in the original language. So you know. We know women prophesied in the Bible. You know, prophecy may include preaching, exhortation, edification, and comfort. That's what the scripture tells us prophecy includes. You know, and I, I say Philip the evangelist, sorry, I said seven, but four daughters, you know, that he had. And, and, and obviously they were there. There was women throughout scripture that were evangelists. I mean, that carried the gospel and brought the gospel. Uh, you know, the Bible speaks of the women of Samaria change their region. The women, you know what? I can just imagine the women probably being put down in the local church 
And so they go and have a little Bible study and they decide, well, if they ain't gonna let us do it, then let's go out and evangelize because they're not doing it. So why don't we go ahead and do it? And um, I know they don't want us to do it, but we can do it ourselves. And they went out and started preaching the gospel and affected the whole region until they were recognized. And um, because of their organization and their, their knowledge of the Bible, their ability to articulate and to connect to the various you know, types of people, you know, God is an equal opportunity commissioner, you know, <laughs> you know, can a woman be a teacher? Of course she can. There's no doubt about it. Women can be teachers. It, it's not honest to use Paul's word in first Timothy chapter two, nine to 15 about I suffer not a woman to teach and usurp authority over man to silence women. That's not the proper use of that. All of Paul's teaching needs to be considered before drawing a conclusion to it. Paul recognized Aquila and Priscilla as leaders, a husband and wife team in Acts 18. Priscilla and Aquila had a house church there. They were both in leadership roles, and she was recognized as the one in charge. And her husband served with her in ministry is what the scripture says. He accompanied her. He's helping his lady out. She's preaching the gospel. You know, he making sure she ain't nobody boogering on her. You know what I'm saying? And ain't nobody stealing. You know, no Judas is over there tipping up out of money. Like, we got to get back home somehow. <laughs> when Paul ascended, he gave gifts to men. The word men is a generic specific term. In the Greek word anthropos, Bond's Expository Dictionary, let me be real clear. Anthropus is used generally as a human being, male or female, without reference to sex and nationality. How many times have you heard guys take uh, guys? Yeah, heard guys take the scripture in the Bible and say, "Well, a man, if a man is an elder, see if it would say woman." Okay, look up the word man. Knock knock. That's short for knucklehead. Look up the word <laughs> knock knock, and you see that it's a genderless term. It's speaking whether it be a man or woman, let them be like this. This ain't rocket science here, but it does say ignorant folks uh, lead ignorant people into doctrines of demons sometimes. And, uh, and then you're gonna cast disparagement over a whole gender because of it, you know? And, and yes, I, I'm talking about males and, and females. <laughs> I'm teasing there. I better stop. But only male, only male prejudiced would say the Ascension gift ministries are strictly given to men as in a male, the male of the species. The Bible and church history prove otherwise. The point, the point is in this little section, and I'll, I'll stop a minute, are apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, um, and teachers, potential elders, uh, if they are, you know, God bless himself. But these these could be male. They could be female. It could be either one. These gifts are leadership giftings. And, and many times they involve leadership roles. And that's what we have to understand. God didn't have a problem. It was about calling. It was about character. It was about gifting. It was about training. And it was about connection and the ability to lead a group of people forward. Not everybody can, everybody can mouth off, but just mouthing off doesn't grab a crowd and move them forward. I mean, you know, so many preachers, you know, they got something to say, but there's nobody following. And um, it's like, what you're saying is good, but there's something 
I mean, they're either not ready to be the chief leader yet, or they stepped out on their own, or, and, and sometimes we're forced to do that. Let me just be honest with you. But you should know inside that as soon as I can lock back in, I got to lock back in because I, this, this situation doesn't change God's order. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, I'm having to go out what is the norm, but I'm going to be busy about the mission, but I'm also looking for those that God needs me to reconnect to. And that's a word for those of you who feel disconnected from leadership. And so you put a stop to your destiny and your spirit. You've shut down your giftings and callings and that. Well, I don't have anywhere. Yes, you do. You just might be transitioning to learn how to utilize them in other ways. And sometimes, the, the like we say, when things get pulled out of our hands, we see it as loss, and then we lose our character. And God's more concerned about, okay, I'm ready to move you on, but do you see how your character flares up every time I put, you know, something doesn't go your way? Like, that's what I'm working on, so we can go ahead and make the next step. Hallelujah. I got a share, but... Uh, anyway, I got so much more to say, but Doc, babe, let me slam it back to you. What you got to say? What I'm looking at is this. What you looking at? I'm, I'm looking at you. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm looking at is this, is that we have stuck things and we still have, you still have about seven, six and a half minutes or so. Okay. I want you to uh, do whatever. But here it is. We have stuck so much. We, we, we forget that God made them in the beginning, male and female, that God made them the way that he made us so that we could operate. I operate with you on a, on a, on a council. Okay. But my, my office, my gift, my, that Ascension gift had to be recognized. What yeah. happened in heaven? Well, God called me into this, but God didn't just call me to walk alone. God called, and it happens to be that I serve with all, all male people, all male, male men people. Uh, but but the, the thing is, is that there's an equality in that. Mm -hmm. But my my gift, my ascension gift, shows forth very very differently than yours, and so I'm able. That's why you're on this program. That's why we're going to be doing these sessions. That's why we're going to be doing that because I'm pulling out of you, and as I pull out of you, I learn. So I want you to go ahead and take about the next five minutes, uh, 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 and 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 open some things up about what you're going to do next week, and 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 all of that, or however you want to do. It. Okay. All right. Well, in, in closing today, I mean, before I transition, let me just say that there's a couple of things I thought I just took the time to copy and paste to put down here. And I just opened up the thing because there were historical writings about it and quotes about women uh, in leadership positions. And I thought it'd be worthy to hear the years and, you know, the fact that the church was not founded at all with a mindset that women were not part. They weren't. It wasn't part of it at all. Matter of fact, when we get to future down the road, I want to show you in Corinthians how each chapter was correcting a problem. And you know, anyway, but but Pliny, who you might not know who that is, but a lot of these are historians during the time. In their time, they didn't have you know, recording, um, you know, recorders and stuff like that and cell phones to run around, not that we're aware of. Of course, they might have in Egypt, as far as we know, who knows? But I'm just joking. All the stuff people keep saying, I'm like, well, who knows? But anyway, Pliny, writing to the emperor Trojan in AD 100, said, there are two ministers of the church in this city, in his city. 
um, that he was a governor, uh, that were young women that were organized and bore more leadership than my council. Unfortunately, they were more influential than my council also. I feared them in the beginning, but then began to see their compassion and love and their thorough connection to Christ. I am not a believer, as you know, Emperor. However, I am persuaded these two women are divinely empowered to influence this region and this city for good, and I have embraced them for your information. I'm just saying, women, they, they listened to, they didn't have a problem with them, they were listening to Justin Martyr, who lived until about AD 150, in his dialogue with Trofa, I know I'm about out of time, sorry, uh, the Jews said, both men and women were seen among them. They have extraordinary gifts in the spirit of God and in leadership and organization. Accordingly, almost as I have heard that prophet Joel prophesied and foretold. <laughs> it's referred to Joel chapter two. Again, we got a historian writing just facts going on. I know I got to stop for now. I got a couple other ones, but I'll pick it up. Uh, all right. I, I can sense the anointing of God all over you. All I mean, coming all the way through. And I know that people are being changed. I want you people to make sure that you share all of this with your friends. Share it everywhere. Because as we continue, and Apostle Barry is going to be with me as long as it takes. And when he's talking, he is going to teach. He's a teacher. He's a preacher. He's all of that. And I have, God has allowed me to commandeer him. Is that the word for it? You know, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 we're close enough and friends enough to uh, that. I want you to ask questions. I want you to I want things to be clear. That's the reason that we're still telling it like it is. We're still telling it like it is because people don't know. And we want to break down those things. We want to educate you. We want to provoke you to study, to realize that the word of God is a real thing and not just take it flippantly and not be able to just quote the word of God, but to take it and allow it to be active in your life. The Bible says this, that here it is that we have all of this word, but there is no power in it. You can sense the power in Apostle Barry. You can sense the love. You can sense the, the studying. He got this great big brain, but it's not just the brain. It is the spirit and 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 the soul. They're, they're, they, they come together. The, the soul is subject to the spirit in him. And as he's releasing, you can hear that he's releasing it with compassion. So we are not going to rush through this we are going to go line upon line he's going to change perception upon perception and many things you may not hear or may not understand or may none of that but we have a, a board we have a, a website and you can ask questions and if you ask questions i will bring them to him and he will implement them so here it is as i said we're here to provoke you to Think about how you think about the word of God. Don't just be an idiot. Don't just be a, a, a dumb behind person walking around just believing everything you hear and waving back and forth. And so we will be back here next week when we're here still telling it like it is. And it's a giveaway. So bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>